You're listening to the 44th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. We're going to continue on the base of Levi. Last time you told us about how a person can sometimes invest his efforts into a particular act that seems like it's going to provide him with what he needs. He encourages the growth of particular eggs. And then in the end, what hatches out of those eggs is a snake that comes and hurts him. And that's a muscle for the idea of how we put our shtadlis into certain things, our efforts into particular items. And in the end, it may not be exactly what we were looking for. Rather, a person is to place his trust and his faith in Hashem. And the Beis HaLevi says that we find this to be true. This is also true in regards to going to a doctor, in regards to matters of healing. It's a consistent issue that a doctor makes a mistake in regards to a particular sickness. Not only doesn't the doctor fix with his actions, other way around, he can, be, he can cause great damage more than was present before. So of course, we are obligated to go to a doctor, we are obligated to take medicine, we are obligated, if our Rabbanim say to vaccinate, we should vaccinate. But we need to know that sometimes can cause more damage. And it's a very good muscle, it's a good parable for when we when we do efforts in the wrong way, without proper bitachon, that the, the effects can be negative instead of positive. In Cain, says the Beis HaLevi, if so, how can a person depend on his efforts? A person puts in his efforts to procure a certain job, or to get a, a certain amount of money, whatever it is. But a person doesn't know. We never know if that's what Hashem wants from us, if that's the correct way to go about things, or if that pursuit is going to cause us damage. Says the Beis Halevi, what a great amount of embarrassment a person will have. Three times a day, we say in Davani, God provides sustenance with kindness. Hashem holds up those who have fallen. He cures the sick. means that Hashem is the one providing for us. He's the one providing our sustenance. He's the one who gives us everything that we need. And He's the one who cures us. We say it three times a day, but do we think about it? Is it in our hearts? Do we believe it? Do we feel it? That Hashem is the one who's doing it for us. That the money that comes to us is not our boss, it's not our crowdfunding, it's nothing. It's only Hashem. These are just kalim. These are just means through which Hashem sends it. When a person comes to a particular detail, a particular uh, circumstance that he thinks he's going to make money, he forgets it all. He thinks, if I run after this, if I send out enough emails about my crowdfunding, that's what's going to bring the, the results that I, that I seek. That's how a person thinks. And he only runs after his hishtadlus, his efforts. So then a person can, heaven forbid, come under the category of that which it says in the Pasuk. That Pasuk in Yeshaya, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, that we honor Hashem with our lips, with our mouths, but our hearts, 
that their hearts were, hard, were far from Hashem. So it's so important. We say these words all the time. We say these words every day. The whole second bracha. I always wondered, Mechayim Mesim is talking about something that happens in the future. Mechayim Mesim, you're going to bring the dead back to life. But it's said in the present tense. And I thought about this idea, and I thought that perhaps, as the Hemshech of the Bracha speaks about, God brings down the rain. God provides us with our needs. He is constantly sustaining us. That goes side by side with Machaya Mason because it's really the same idea. In the present tense, when is God bringing the dead to life? Each and every one of us. When we are sustained, when we have food, so we become weakened, we become hungry, and then we eat. Shem provides us. He's constantly giving us life. He's constantly bringing the dead to life. We are constantly considered like we have no life. We go to sleep. Sleep is the 60th of death. God brings us back to life in the morning. And He provides us with our needs. God is constantly He's giving life to the dead. So this is something that we say. We need to think about. We say it every day. We have to make sure that when we're saying it, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we need to be consistent. We can't be shitchi. We can't be superficial. We need to be real. We need to be real. Says the Beis Halevi, he continues, This is also something that a person needs to pay attention to. A person who places his trust in human beings, besides the fact it doesn't help, Do not trust in those who seem to be rich, those who seem to be Generous with their money. With human beings, they have no hope. The human being, we know where the human being is headed. We never know when, when the human being is headed to that place. Trusting in a particular person may or may not yield results. I'm reminded of a story my Rosh Hashiva tells about a particular judge who had told him that he would take care of him on a particular issue with a certain court case that was being brought against the yeshiva. This goes back 40, 50 years. And uh, that judge says that when he comes back from his vacation in Florida, he's gonna, it's the first thing that he's going to do. The judge headed down to Florida, and the judge passed away. Had a heart attack, or I don't know exactly what it was, but he passed away there in Florida. And prime example, trusting in a human being you can't put all of your faith in a single human being, or really in any human being for that matter. Pasuk says in Yeshaya, in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22, which says, Remove yourself from human beings. They have a soul in their nose. They have a soul. Now Hashem blew into the human being the soul through his nose. What is what he considered? How chashav is he? You see that the human being is completely dependent on God. So the person that I'm dependent upon is dependent upon God. I might as well go straight to the source. Furthermore, says the Beis Halevi, a person who trusts in a human being places all of his trust in a person. So that person, the Torah gives a curse upon such a person. Remember, Akasa, Pasik says in Yermia, 
in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, Arur HaGever SheYiftach Ba'adam, it's the opposite of the famous Pasuk, Baruch HaGever SheYiftach Ba'Shem, blessed is the one who trusts in God. The Pasuk also says the opposite, cursed is the one who puts his faith in a human being. What a great foolishness it is. How can a person accept upon himself a curse from the tire, from the Navi, from the Navi, Yirmiyo? A person is assured that if a Navi says something, a Kaddish Baruch Hu keeps the promise. Right? It's very interesting. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we trust in human beings? And the answer is, I believe, pretty straightforward. Because the human being is in front of us. And we see a person and we think, that person is going to help us. That person maybe helped us in the past. Or that person is somebody who is capable and able. And Hashem, we don't see Hashem. Hashem speaks very quietly. Hashem helps us in a very quiet way. But we got to speak to ourselves intellectually. We need to know, and it will penetrate our emotions. As we trust in Hashem, as we look for Hashem's hand, we see it more and more. So, the Beis HaLevi is saying, how can we trust in a human being? Show Hevel, his emptiness, his vanity. It won't help the person at all. Again, the Beis HaLevi consistently has this theme, just like the Madreus Adam, that hishtadlus, efforts, putting our faith in human beings, putting our faith even in our own efforts, it's empty. Put, we need to put one's faith only in Hashem. It comes out that a person, by doing so, by trusting in a human being, loses out doubly. The person will not attain that which he desires in this world. The Pasuk says in Eiv, Parak Yudal of Pasuk Chav, the eyes of the evil will cease, and their hope will be lost from them. Their hope, their hopes will be dashed. And the person will also be punished in the world to come for this sin. And it comes out that a person has caused himself a negative result in, in both worlds because of nothing. Because of something that doesn't even work. Because of something that, that will not be successful. So it's a very interesting thing. The Beis HaLevi is coming at it from a very strong, a very powerful perspective and telling us, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And it's not even going to work. Now that a person clarifies and realizes that he shouldn't depend on any human being. Nobody. No human being. Not oneself, not any others. The person should make sure to place his faith completely in Hashem, only in Hashem. He returns to this theme, which is such an important theme, because one of the questions that people ask is, well, what if I had that bitachan? What if I fully trusted in Hashem? 
What if I really believed? I really believed that he would take care of me and it didn't work. It didn't happen. So of course a person needs to recognize that maybe their bitachon wasn't strong enough. Which is often true. Which is often really true. But sometimes a person has real bitachon and it doesn't work. So we need to know that we need to accept that. The Gemara says, and I've quoted this before, if a person says that I want to give tzedakah, I want to give charity, because I want, the person says that they want their son to live, their, their son is sick. So the Gemara says, even though a person is giving charity with a condition, that's fine. It's, it's, the person is considered a tzedakah gummer. It's a righteous thing to do. Why, says the Gemara? The, the Mephorshim explains it, Rashi explains in the Gemara, it's in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Why is it a righteous thing to do? Because the way of a Jew is, the way of a person who is a spiritual person is, that even if a person doesn't receive that which he requested from Hashem, he will not blame it on Hashem. He will not say that the fault is with God, but rather, he'll recognize that there must be something wrong with me. And that being the case, the tzedakah that he gives, the charity that he gives, is a righteous act, even if the person doesn't receive that which he desires. And that's, such an important point, and it brings it back to this point, which is that it's a mitzvah to have bitachin. And I know I've said this before, but there's an obligation to have bitachin, even if Hashem does not give us what we want, what we expect, what we'd like. There's an obligation for a person to have bitachin. Vishasadin Shailun Let's see peace. Yeshua says, says the Bisal even amazing thing. When a person, after 120 years, after a person dies, they go up to Shemaim, they come up to the heavens, and there's a judgment. Person is judged for all of his, all of his life. They, they show him a rerun. They show him a video, a film of his whole entire life, all the things that he did, both good and bad. But before they show him that, they ask him a few questions. One of the questions are: Did a person set aside time for learning? Did a person uh, was a person honest in his business dealings? But one of the main questions that they ask there is: See, peace, Elishua. Did you wait expectantly for salvation? Did you believe that Hashem was going to bring you the salvation that you wanted, that you sought, that you needed? Perush says the Beis Halevi, an amazing pshat in this. It doesn't just mean, did you wait for Mashiach to come, which is also true, because we need a national salvation. Says the Beis Halevi, this question is also a question of the person's personal waiting for salvation. Did you wait for your personal salvation? Did you believe that Hashem would send your needs, the things that you needed, your parnasa, your livelihood, your, the, the refua, the, the cure for your particular illness, the shidduch that a person needed, the child that a person needed? Did you believe? Did you have bitachin? Did you, were you tzipisal Yeshua? That doesn't mean did you actually get the Yeshua. That's not the question. The question is, did you, did you have a tzipia? Tzipia means to, to look out, to, to be waiting. You're waiting for the bus to arrive and you keep looking at your watch. You keep looking to see if the, the bus has arrived yet. Did you have a tzipia? Did you hope? Did you feel that it was going to come? You knew the bus was going to come. You kept looking up at the thing. It says seven minutes. Now it says five minutes. It's on its way. It's about to arrive. Did you look for the signs that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there and ready to send you the Yeshua, the salvation that you were waiting for? As is the way of Svarim that speak about Bitachem, 
The Beis HaLevi also tells us that a person who has faith, you get a double advantage. You hear what he says? In this world, you will for sure, you will certainly attain that which you need, that which you're missing, the thing that you need, that you lack, you will get it. The Pasuk says in Proverbs, in Mishlei chapter 10, verse 2, verse 3, sorry. Hashem will not cause the soul of the righteous to be hungry. The Pasuk says in Psalms, in Tehillim, the Pasuk in Psalms, chapter 112, verse 7, says a person who is assured, his heart is certain. He's completely trusting in Hashem. He's not afraid of bad news. He's not afraid that bad news is going to come, and he's not afraid if bad news does come. Many psukim like this, says the Beis HaLevi. The Torah assures us we will receive that which we need. We will hear good news. The bad news will be swept away. Many other psukim verses like this. He says that the person's reward, besides for being in this world that he's going to get what he needs, the person's reward is also going to be found in the world to come. Sometimes a person will wait their whole life for a particular salvation and they won't see it. They may not see it. But they will definitely see the schar in, in the world to come. We find that there's a the general principle that there's no reward in this world for the for the for this for the mitzvahs, the commandments that a person fulfills. That doesn't mean a person doesn't benefit from fulfilling the commandments. Look at the life of joy of people who are real people, living real spiritual lives based on Torah, based on Avoida, the service of God. Based on, the, by, on Hashem's commandments. Of course, there are fruits in this world. A person reaps the benefits, but those are side benefits. The main benefit, the, the schar itself, the principle, not just the, the, uh, the, the interest that accrues through the years because we live in this, in this good way, but the principle. Uh, the schar itself, the goodness that a person has accomplished, and how a person has made themselves like Hashem. So that's something that's waiting for him in the world to come. And I'm not going to uh, start reading the next section yet, but I will give you the heads up on what's coming next, which is that if a person has to do ishtadlis, we need to know that the ishtadlis, the efforts that we put in, they're a punishment. They're an einish. They're a gzera. They're a decree. And they may also cause a person not to sin, as we'll see. Because when a person is, when a person is involved and has goals, etc., is involved in hishtadla, so that also will prevent a person from doing sins. A person sins often when they have nothing to do. Look around at the world today, the people involved in all kinds of 
never escape. Child's play, video games, addic- all kinds of addictions. It happens because they have nothing to do. So, part of the obligation of Ishtadlis, perhaps we could say obligation or the, the burden, the burden of Ishtadlis, of putting in efforts, is as a result, as we'll see, of the sin of Adam. But, it's something that a person doesn't have to do. It doesn't have to be so much. A person can involve themselves in, in words of Torah. They can involve themselves in, in works of spirituality. Bottom line, bringing it back, bottom line, we need to remember not to be involved in depending on human beings, not to be involved in depending on ourselves, our own efforts. Rather, we have a promise. The Torah promises us if we focus our bitachan, our faith in Hashem, if we focus in Hashem, that Hashem is the one who is going to provide us with all of our needs, indeed, it will be good for us in this world and in the next. Thanks for listening. See you again next time.